say a, war, a racist white person, right? Mm-hmm. They're walking down the street. A racist anyone, really. Yeah. They'd be like, I don't like you because you're black. But say there was a strawberry person. God, you're making me better. You're making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. God, you're making me better. You're making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, What's up, everybody? This is Marriage at Go Gotha, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. I am Felicia, and I am joined here with my, as always, loving food thing, Wayne. How you doing, babe? I'm good, honey. How about you? Awesome, awesome. I am so excited about this episode, episode 44. We're continuing the conversation about Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison. This was such an awesome, awesome read. I just really, you know, admonish you guys to go out there and check it out. For sure. It is really, really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited um, just to be a part of this conversation. I kind of miss uh, part one, the first part, but I'm glad to be sitting here with some dynamic people today. Uh, just to talk a little bit more about Be The Bridge. It's yeah. it's really been awesome. So I am going to um, allow these ladies to introduce themselves. But um, before you guys do that, I have a question for you. Um, if we can just kind of take a minute and think about... Um, I was just thinking about it on my way here. Like just one word that really could describe... Um, this book that we we read there are so many different thoughts um, when we were going through and when we're reading it so many different emotions uh, came out it was just like wow things that I had never thought about um, I thought about when I was reading this book Um, so if you guys were you know honey I don't know if you want to go first but if you guys want to kind of just think about one word that you would use if someone asked you you know be the bridge like what's that how would you describe that read uh i hope i don't steal anybody else's word but i think the word for me was challenging um yeah i stole it (laughs) (laughs) he stole her word i'm sorry i'm sorry rachel my bad um i could take another one then because um no you're good i got i I got another one oh you got another okay i have backup listen to you with the other bullets in the in the the chamber okay (laughs) um she's got this yeah, yeah 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 uh challenging in the sense that um I, I did not expect, and I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but I did not expect for the book to sit in as much truth as it did. I kind of had this expectation going in, uh, it's going to be another one of those, you know, lovey-dovey type things where we don't really talk about hard stuff and we kind of gloss over the uglier parts of, you know, our history, um, you know, racially, both in America and the church, uh, but it was not that at all. If anything, it exceeded my expectations for how much it did challenge and really kind of get at the root of what the issue was. So it was very challenging. It was challenging for me also to really check my own heart because, you know, coming in, it's like, well, because I'm, you know, one of the black participants, it's like, oh, I can just sit back and not point the finger. But, you know, for me, this is, you know, I'm not the one that's having to be the most gracious here. I can just kind of sit back and be, oh, hey, uh, you know, yeah, let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. But mm-hmm. actually, there was a lot of challenge with me checking my heart, making sure that I wasn't making the same mistake that a lot of others have made. Yeah. And 
just really having to understand that, you know, grace and forgiveness is a two-way street and I have to check my heart just as much um, to make sure that I'm not being bitter, not being resentful, not responding out of, you know, unrighteous anger, et cetera, et cetera. So definitely very challenging for me. Wow. So it was heart-wrenching for you, huh? Yeah, that's actually a really good uh, yeah. phrase, heart-wrenching. Yeah. 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 I hope, so, you I hope you didn't steal anybody else's words. I but. hope I didn't either. So we're going <laughs> to pass the mic to the left. All right. Um, I'm Rachel. Uh, and I guess my backup word will be <laughs> helpful. Okay. Um, I think kind of piggybacking off of challenging because it was definitely challenging, but in a really helpful way, I feel like. Because I feel like, especially when you think about talking about the topic of race, yeah. you say challenging that might scare a few people off Mm -hmm. because they're kind of like oh i don't this that's already awkward i don't want to like yeah yeah dive deep into that um and you do have to be you know willing to to do that in Mm -hmm. reading the book but i think it's also helpful to kind of note that it's really helpful in kind of making sense of all those Mm -hmm. um, questions and thoughts that we have because we do have them especially given you know recent events and oh yeah continued events um, in our country you know everyone is at least thinking about these things Um, they have questions about them and you get with social media and stuff you get a million different voices with a different take right on it um sure. and so i think it's a really helpful way especially as christians to like come back and look at it through a scriptural lens and kind of sort through all that look at history look yeah. at truth yeah. you know and not count that out but look you know look at it um as what you know how does this tie in with scripture how mm-hmm. you know should we based on scripture be responding right. to the historical truth that we're encountering yeah, yeah. here Wow. That gospel lens, man, that's important, for sure. It really is. And I like what you said, Rachel, Um, you know, how you have to be willing, you know, uh, to read and to learn, to to understand, because, of course, there were some aspects of the book, I think, that made all of us uncomfortable, you know, regardless of what our race is. You know, there were some aspects when it was like, wow, this is really cutting me deep right but um you know my question for you is like where is there ever a point where you felt like you know like okay i'm, I'm comfortable I, I know i was uncomfortable in the beginning when we first sat down and said hey you know i'm gonna read these first couple of chapters and we're gonna come back and talk about it as a group but as we went through um the different weeks of of meeting and we read different chapters was it ever a place where you felt like okay i'm I'm more comfortable, you know, talking about this. It's not, you know, how I felt at first. I'm not pushing back from the table, but I want to learn more about it. You know, did you find yourself like really like, hey, let's dig in and let's talk about this. Or I really want to hear what what everybody else, you know, is saying, how everyone else feels. Right. Um, I don't know that I can like pinpoint a specific time. I mean, in one way, like I feel like I after kind of the first time we met yeah just like not really having any idea of what to spec- expect yeah. I already like <laughs> felt a lot more comfortable the yeah, second yeah. time around just yeah. kind of um being like yeah this this is you know not always comfortable but these are really good conversations and mm-hmm. um, I feel like this can be really productive thing for us to do um but I think also just kind of 
throughout it just as we're getting to know each other yeah. better it gets a yeah. little That's easier true, each mm-hmm. time That's a good point. Um, and especially after you've you know one week you've dived into a particularly hard topic you know that kind of you know bonds you together a little bit in yeah. the group and you start to feel you're like okay if we can go there then yeah, yeah, yeah. we can yeah, we can be a little more comfortable yeah, talking point. about these things. Yeah, that's what I really loved about it too. It's like we came together, and of course, I didn't know everyone. I seen faces, right. I knew some of the names. Of course, you know, we go to the same church, and it's mm-hmm. like, but I really felt like we kind of develop a, a intimate relationship mm-hmm. as we begin to share some of our experiences, some of the things that you know we experienced in our childhood. Um, different experiences we had with different races um even just facing our own personal prejudice like Mm -hmm. it just really kind of brought us i I felt like it kind of unified us a little bit you know um even though it was only for a few weeks but i just felt like i really made a connection with you guys and i just thought that was it was really a blessing it was really awesome and beautiful just to see how you know god brought us together and we were able just to share you know some of the different aspects of of how we felt you know when it came to issues of social injustice racial injustice just different things about that so yeah but yeah, ruth so happy that you are here yeah Woo-woo. yeah yeah how are you doing good hanging in there You're hanging in there <laughs> had some coffee this morning so my eyes are open i think yay <laughs> Uh, hanging in there but yeah I'm Ruth and I would say that my word is that this book was convicting Mm -hmm. Um, which is along the same vein I think similar to what the rest of y'all have talked about yeah Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that in my personal experience my journey has been a lot about exploring my own ethnic Mm -hmm. identity as a Taiwanese American which is good and important and working through what it looks like to be come from an immigrant family in American society and the struggles of that but what I think as Asian Americans and I think I see this across the board which is which is a good sign is I think what as Asian Americans have come to terms with the difficulties and prejudice which we have faced um, mm-hmm. I think we also have come to realize that we also come from a place of privilege as well mm. Wow um, and so it, it's not it's not the privilege that's afforded um, by being from the dominant culture yeah right yeah but I think that we do have a degree of privilege um, and we I think so I think this book, was convicting in that way. Mm-hmm. So to just be able to see that with a clear lens and also to be convicted of places where I have been complacent. Yeah. Yeah. Where my privilege has allowed me to be complacent. Wow, that's real. Um and also just sin in my own life. Yeah. Um yeah. and I think you, I know you you talked about personal prejudice yeah. and we all come from family backgrounds mm-hmm. oh, where yeah. that yeah. is mm-hmm. ingrained in us and it comes from you know and i think even he's like oh you know i'm a person of color I, you know i can't be prejudiced that's mm-hmm. not true that's not true and i know we've yeah. talked about that yeah. Yeah, yeah. during our um, discussions as well and so i think just kind of seeing my own sin uh, wrestling with that with the lord um and just hearing your experiences i know we talked about that last time how that 
it, it was a it's a journey that we've been on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And so I think the book was it, it was something that was begun, but the book helped to bring out and flesh out mm -hmm. some of those deeper areas in I think all of our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So. Yeah, it's been it's that been challenging. Is, it's been helpful. It's been yeah, convicting. Yeah, and it's so ironic because that's the exact word that I was gonna use is conviction. Um, the book really um, just brought out some things that I think that were deep rooted in me. Things that I was trying to cover up or pretending that actually weren't there yeah. but it's like it, it just helped me to realize that they are there and I think you mentioned it in the beginning honey it's like sometimes um as an African-American female I feel like oh yeah I can just sit back and point the finger and say hey look at what's been done you know to the African-American race you know right, right. um look how you know um African-American women have been treated but then I forget about my own personal prejudice that I have and um, I come from a very huge family um, we grew up in the country country and <laughs> we didn't have um, a lot of our, our neighborhood really wasn't diverse yeah. um, we grew up where um, the um, white culture you know was basically seen as above and we were beneath and so uh, in my family, um, one of the things that, you know, was told to me as a little girl uh, when I was growing up is that, okay, when you decide to get married, oh, yeah. you are yeah, only to yeah, yeah, yeah. marry within your race. Don't mm -hmm. You don't marry outside of your race. Um, my uncle, I had an uncle that specifically said it uh, to me and my siblings, me and my sisters, like, hey, do not bring home a white man. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah. you know, okay. I'm thinking, you know, this sounds a little bit crazy, right. but okay, that's, you know, that's what was told to me. And sometimes we tend to adopt those things, those values that are really not good values exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, that are taught to us as children. And that's what we, you know, begin to live out. And so um, as I, you know, grew up and went into the military, of course, um, in the branch that I joined, predominantly mo most of the um, men are white males, yeah. you know, and so it brought back those yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> memories in my mind like okay they are above you mm -hmm. you are beneath them mm -hmm. um they're always looking to put you down they're not going to help you to persevere yeah. you know um so different things like that the book kind of brought up um for me just you know like again some of my own personal prejudice that I had that I really had to look at and say you know I thank God that he's delivered me from from a lot of that um but it just brought it back to my remembrance that hey you know these are things that you need to be aware of um because I have uh two African-American daughters um, and I want to be able to raise them up to love, of course, everyone, mm -hmm. regardless of, of what, you know, race, yeah. um, you know, so and it's it's funny because they'll joke sometimes and be like, hi, mom, I see this cute white guy and he is so and I'm like, <laughs> you know, hey, have, at it, have you know, it's nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. It's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But um, 
the book just really convicted me certain um conversations i think that we had it just really made me look at how um we live our day-to-day life how we interact um with different cultures how we tend to view one culture um when it comes to um I think, like uh, Ruth mentioned, the Asian race, Um, you know, sometimes African-American culture looks down on the Asian race. And then, you know, we look at the white race as superior. So um, different things like that, that it just, you know, I I was happy that we were able to have those conversations, be honest, you know, about those things, because I think that that's really how we kind of reconcile yeah you know yeah i feel like the honesty part was was really really big because like you said it really does force you to look at your own personal you know biases prejudices yeah stuff that you weren't even really paying all that much attention to like i I think of i think we all talked had that conversation where we uh i think latasha brought up in the book about how we would respond say like if it were you know at night or something like that and uh, a black man walked by yeah and i think we all had that uh, like uh conversation and like mm-hmm. me and fee were like oh man yeah like that's something that's ingrained in us you know yeah. just that whole thing oh well if it's a black guy at night and you can't quite see exactly what's going on you lock your door mm-hmm. and it, it, you immediately see that as like dangerous and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like that's that's even in me yeah like yeah like i even i remember and part of this maybe was like uh perhaps a, like a residue of like the church culture that I grew up in also but uh, the idea of you know seeing somebody like say with dreadlocks or whatever like that was stigmatized yeah you know because you often see that like you know oh it's one of them gangster rappers that you know it's all about drugs and money and sex and this and that kind of stuff and but then when you actually look at it and start to get to know people it's like oh man like we've made a lot of oh yeah you know preconceived assumptions and notions mm-hmm. about people that truthfully even within our own ethnicity you know it's like man yeah like and I, I actually did think <laughs> like that you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah it's amazing that you can look at yourself in the mirror now like yeah I'm that person with dreads I, I and am... somebody probably is afraid of me like really there's somebody out there that's afraid of Wayne like dreads are intimidating yeah but uh, again like going back to what we all said like you know challenging helpful convicting like this book really did do that like it really, it, it really forces you to look in the mirror and the mirror thankfully is it is the Bible. It really is mm-hmm. the word. So, I mean, it's it's a mirror that does allow you to say, you know what, I, I really need to repent of this. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of gives you a, a, a hopeful, uh, redemptive arc, too, in that, you know, we can bring our, our biases, our, our prejudices, um, our misunderstandings about, you know, culture and, and, and other ethnicities, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we can bring those to the foot of the cross. Everybody mm-hmm. is invited and we can lay them there, acknowledge them, be truthful about them, be real about them. But at the same time, know that, you know, God can help us. He can give us more understanding. He can give us more empathy. He can give us more wisdom on how we interact. Like, you know, me, you, you uh, Rachel, me and you can get in less yeah. Facebook fights. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, We can try. We can try, man. They're low-key kind of fun sometimes. Oh, but yeah, I mean, y'all know, fight on Facebook. We do, man. Uh, we, we've tagged team on one or two posts where it's just awesome. like, you know. The, the book really helped us. I think, as we all said, just see this through a gospel lens. And I think that's the most important thing. And that's that's ultimately what's going to be the the bedrock for really moving forward as far as racial reconciliation. So, yeah. 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 And so as we're all striving, you know, to be Christ-like and to just, you know, to let our light shine, to be the salt of the earth, you know, that God has called us to be. Um, what do you guys think about, 
sharing the book with someone or saying, hey, you know, I read this book. It's, it's really, really awesome. Like, how comfortable um, do you think we are with maybe sharing that that idea with someone? Like, why don't you read this book? Or have you guys have you guys done that or considered it? For the record, this is why I'm glad you're here. Cause these questions are dope. Like, <laughs> I was, I try, I try to steer the ship. I don't know if I like, you know, shipwrecked it or whatever. But you know, you you're great. You do awesome, honey. You're, you're awesome. Thank We're you. We're affirming you right now. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> See, yeah. I needed that affirmation. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. But, that is um, a good question, though. Like, yeah, I, I, th- I thought about that. Like, so I did have someone that I wanted to share the book with. Mm. Um, haven't quite gotten there yet. So y'all can pray for me in that regard. We got you. We um, got you. you know, but hey, I'm announcing it on the podcast. You know, you guys read the book, but like just the conviction, like, you know, this person really would benefit from, from reading the book. Yeah. Yeah. You need to read this book. You got some I mean, you don't want to cross, come across like snobby or like right. judgmental right. or whatever, right. but like has there been anyone like that with that your heart is like i really want to share this book with this person i have an uncle that i really want to share the book with you know um that i know has some some prejudice some serious biases like i totally think he would benefit from the book he won't hear this podcast yeah. hopefully but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no names i threw my family yeah. under yeah. the bus last time too so yeah. it's, all, it's all good okay <laughs> you didn't throw them under the bus it was it wasn't too bad i could it could have been a lot worse i could have said worse yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I i think of i think of my little brother um you know, I'm Josh, I'm sure you listen to some episodes, but I, I would love to share this book with him. Not because, you know, I think he's like overtly just, you know, racist, prejudiced, whatever. But like, I don't know. I don't know how many meaningful relationships he has with, you know, people of other races and ethnicities and stuff, mm-hmm. like particularly white people. You know, he's he's been like kind of shocked. And I think in a good way, though, you know, like with the relationships that me and Fia have built, like, you know, yeah. with a small group and that kind of stuff, like we've invited him the small group and everything like that and he's like okay I know the church that you go to Wayne like you know is there a bunch of white people there I'm like yeah bro um, yeah. and, 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 and it's all it's all good like it's they're there cause he in his mind I guess because you know he hasn't built those meaningful relationships he he's taken a lot of his cues regarding you know uh the mindset of like white people and, and even uh, Asian Indians, all, yeah. all, all manner of ethnicity and stuff. He's bought into a lot of the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, you know, he's, he's kind of been in an echo chamber as it relates to social media and stuff like that. And so I'm like, man, no, this is, this is not the case, man. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of bad eggs out there, but mm-hmm. they, they don't make up the, the vast majority uh, of people and particularly you meet some people, you know, on the other side of the spectrum who really surprise you and they, they really actually make you force you to really think and reevaluate how you're thinking about the conversation, period. Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'd love to share this book with him. I, I think he'd benefit. I think he would like it. And we just got to get him to come to small group. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Josh, if you're listening, yeah, invitation extended, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean. Speaking of the Facebook fights, I think that's something <laughs> I've been convicted of is that it's it's a lot easier to like correct somebody on social media from behind a computer oh, yeah. about these things than Good it point. is to like bring it up in real life. Like, that's true. That's especially, you know, like I feel like I can have, you know, social media conversations with, you know, people that I knew 
from when I grew up that have that same mindset mm-hmm. um, still. But if it comes to like actually like talking about that with my parents, yeah, that's the very different. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I can I can only imagine. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, man. So, but I mean, just yeah, and I feel like anyone in real life, to be honest, yeah. like it's yeah, I definitely. You know, I want to get better at that, and you know, I do. That's part of why I've loved being part mm-hmm. of this group and yeah. even being part of this podcast because I feel like it it's it creates a good way to kind of share that and yeah, open that conversation mm-hmm. um, okay. in a, a way that doesn't come across as well. I think you need this. Yeah. It's you can kind of be like, this is something that was really helpful for me. I yeah, think it would be helpful for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're you know at all open to that conversation, you should check it out. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, because yeah, it, it's hard conversations to have. Um, you know, when it comes to race. And I think a lot of it is because we really do have to look at ourselves Mm -hmm. and, you know, we don't like to expose ourselves. We don't like to expose, you know, those prejudices that we have. We want people to think that we're perfect and we're loving, especially when, you know, when we call ourselves Christians. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, we really don't want to, um, to open ourselves up. And so I, I do agree it is easier to kind of do it, you know, behind the scenes, so to speak, it versus is. having that conversation um, face to face. And with family, it's always hard. <laughs> it's a lot more complicated. It, yeah, yeah, it's always hard to have it, that yeah. conversation. Because they know you better than yeah. most other people. So, I mean, yeah. you know, that persona that you put up on Facebook or whatever, mm. like, they they know, come on. Like, I know you. You, you thought this way, you know three four years ago you said such and such mm-hmm. uh you tweeted this yeah. like you know i man people pulling up old tweets oh they will go back and get receipts Yo, it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy nowadays. they will go back and get receipts on you yeah but I, I i honey that was an interesting point you brought up like i heard a preacher once say that um the vast majority of like the american church suffers from disney princess theology mm-hmm. which is basically the notion that you're always the princess and not the villain Mm. Wow. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it even informs how we like preach through like, you know, scripture. Like we'll mm. talk through, we'll talk about certain characters in the Bible like David. And, you know, we'll always assume that we're David, but we're never Saul. Mm. You know, we're never Goliath. We're, we're never, we're always the children of Israel. We're never the Philistines, mm. the Amalekites, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. We're always, uh, we're always Peter or Andrew or John or one of the safe disciples. We're never Judas. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I, I think that informs a lot of how we respond and why we're afraid of conversations like this because we don't ever want to look like the bad guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point, Wayne. And I do think that on the flip side of the coin, too, the book also not, I mean, it, it points out, you know, we think about who we are. The book points out who God is. Yeah. Too. And, Say that. you know, I think you know, social justice, racial justice has become such a popular woke term these right. days. Oh yeah. Right. You know, everyone's talking about it, especially the millennials and Gen Zers. Is that mm-hmm. is that your generation, yeah. the Gen Zs? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but I think the book shows like why do we as Christians believe in racial justice? Yeah. Like why is that important? And it's because God is a God of justice. Exactly. Yes. And yes. so we think about in Amos where he's you know he's like let justice roll yes like God is like no this is this is what's good and right like justice reflects my character exactly Mm -hmm. like it reflects my perfection and my holiness Mm -hmm. and so when there is injustice um, and there is this breaking of relationship 
and there's oppression, mm-hmm. like that doesn't reflect like who God created us to be and who yeah. God himself is. Exactly. Yeah. And and so I think this book, you know, I would say, you know, who would you recommend for this book for? I mean, I think it's for anyone who's interested in knowing who God is. Yeah. Um, yeah. For Christians, mm-hmm. non-Christians. Because sure. um, I think good. it reflects the character of God. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, this whole like, let's try to repair, let's try to reconcile, let's try to work through hard things and lament and all that. Like there's so many examples yeah. of God himself weeping and also True. calling his people to that. Wow. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think that was something that was really neat about this book is just that that perspective it gives you yeah. to see God in that way, in this personal way. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's a really good point. That way is to, a good point. Way to bring it home, right? Right. I'm about to say it. We it appreciate took you that. a while, but you, <laughs> you were just winding up for that. It was just, it was just brewing over there. She just had all of that. Just hold, don't hold back on us, Ruth. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not holding back. I yeah. just need to, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let it sit. Yeah. Yeah. I need to think about it for a while. Yeah. yeah. It's all good, that's, man. that's awesome. And that was really good. Yeah. Man. You're right. It, it is a book that we should all want to read you know and just thinking about um you know with this being uh, what we call african-american history month right it's february you can say black history month. black history month <laughs> <laughs> yeah with this being black history month you know now is the time like where people are like hey pick up this book or read this you know you see um different african-americans being highlighted and and things like that and so sometimes we don't pick up that important read until it's you know the quote unquote time of the month Mm -hmm. to to pick it up yeah um and i was just thinking you know like even when i was when we were in school you know we were growing up um when it came to you know learning about african-american culture you know, yeah. or non-white culture, you know, there was the certain time of the year, you know, you would get that assignment. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, you guys need to read this book or you need to write this paper. I remember um, one uh, assignment in particular as it relates to African-American um, History Month or Black History Month. I think I was in about fourth grade and we got this um, assignment where my teacher said, hey, you need to pick someone. Um, and I think we had like a, a sheet of names and you had to pick one and you had to do a paper on that person. And I think I picked Sojourner Truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I was proud of that paper that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, OK, now we're going to talk about it. Everybody reads your paper and that's it. And then, you know, you move on to the next grade and then again, February comes mm-hmm. around or January. It's OK. Now it's time to focus on. African American, and you only really heard about it, you know, during that particular time of the year. And it seemed like it just went on that way from, you know, elementary school to middle school to high school. And I have to be honest, you know, I really didn't delve into, um, you know, black culture, African American history the way that I probably should have. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just, it, you know, it, it, it's really convicting. It is. So that's, is. I agree with what you, what you said, Ruth. You know, it's a book that I think everyone um, should read, regardless, you know, of what time of the year it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, can you guys, like, think about maybe the first lesson 
that you receive uh, or remember as far as African-American culture or non-white culture? And do you think that those lessons that you did here, were they accurate? You know, now that we're older and we can kind of, you know, we do a little bit more research for ourselves. Like, can you guys kind of think about that or reflect on that? And Kim, we're so excited that we have Cammie here with us. Yes, she is. Um, Cammie is, you want to tell a little bit about yourself, Cam? Even though most of our listeners know who you are, but um, 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 my name, <laughs> my my name's Cammy, and I'm 11. And the first time I heard about African American history was in preschool mm-hmm. or kindergarten, I think, or first grade. Um, and my teacher, can I say his name? Or is she going to, like, see us? <laughs> just say my teacher. My teacher, he taught us about African American History Month. And he had this notepad thingy thing for, like, every day of February. There's a new person that he talked about that was part of black history. Hmm. And that's how I learned about it. Okay. That's the first lesson you remember? That's really cool. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, well, I'll give Ruth and wait, Rachel a wait, second. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, go ahead. More go ahead. Honestly, I, th- I thought it was pretty dumb at first that people didn't like someone because of their skin color. Because say a, wa- a racist white person, right? Mm-hmm. They're walking down the street. Or racist anyone, really. Yeah. And they see someone they don't like. Like a black person, they'll be like, I don't like you because you're black. But say there was... A strawberry person, they'd be like, oh my gosh, it's new life on earth or something. <laughs> like, what's the difference between the colors? They all in the rainbow. It don't matter. This is why I love my daughter. Like, really, like, it's the same thing except a different color. Yeah. And I saw this one thing. It was like skeletons. And underneath all the skeletons, the skeletons were the same. And then it had like black, white, atheist, Christian. And it was like basically a thing that showed like everybody was the same. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. <sighs> People these days. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, all right, yeah. So Cammie was uh, part of the Be the Bridge group. She, she was. Um, she was. And she really gave us some awesome stories and shared yeah. some of her experiences. So there's nothing wrong with, you know, inviting um your child That's to true. to mm-hmm. read this book be the bridge it's, yeah. it's pretty awesome yeah yeah never gonna think about dollar general the same again Yo. yeah there we go there's our yeah the, the interesting was... story about dollar general yeah. can you tell us the field trip the field yeah. trip yeah. to dollar general right it's fun and i bought the little thing the little fishy thing where you, it's like a fishing pole and there's magnets and you play with it in the bathtub i bought that okay it's the best ten dollars yeah, <laughs> Kemi was definitely um, she was comedy for us. She was inspiration. Yeah, was. during those times when we wanted to shed some tears, mm-hmm. she just came in with the, some she, comedy. So she was really deep. But she too, was. I yeah, yeah. But I loved having her perspective. Just kind of hearing yeah. what it's like, like being in school now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and seeing how Kemi, you went through some things yeah, with she did. kids even in your class. Where it was, yeah. I mean, yeah. kids are taught young. That's yeah. all we're going to say. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that was pretty interesting to talk about. And it was. And kind of work through 
and think、mm. about how much more difficult it must be to overcome bias when you have upbringing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. If, any, if anything, like you know, her perspective was just evidence that we still have a long ways to go.、Mm. Like the fact that she's still、mm-hmm. experiencing some of the stuff that was said to her and. Like she's in fourth grade and it's 2021. She's in fifth grade. She's in fifth grade. I'm sorry, my bad. She's in fifth grade. I mean, but the fact that she's like, I, I remember seeing it. I think I shared this with the group one night.、Um, I saw this、uh, this post where there was、uh, a young lady and she was marching in like a protest and she said, "Why am I marching for the same thing that my grandma was marching for?"、Mm. And I mean, it just goes to show that we have, we still have a ways to go. I mean, has there been progress made? Yeah. yeah.、Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it's not. We can celebrate wins and still acknowledge that we still got a ways to go. I mean, there, there does a both end. Like as we said last time, two things can be true at the same time.、Yeah. It, it is very possible. So,、mm-hmm. um, and I, Connie, I think about too what、uh, my first experience was being exposed to, like you know, African American culture. Like you're, you're you're right. That experience of like you know, especially in public schools, where it's like, okay, you know, the first sign of you know any kind of you know black people is the transatlantic slave trade. Yeah. You know, you talk about that.、Uh, then you get into slavery. Then you get into some familiar names like say、uh, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass,、mm-hmm. and they're really not delved into deeply.、Mm-hmm. It's more so kind of highlights. You know,、uh, Harriet Tubman. Uh, she's associated with, you know, the Underground Railroad.、Mm-hmm. Frederick Douglass, you know, is wrote some books, you know, had some neat pictures, said some neat things. But what's really missed, I think, is how deep their faith actually was. I don't think that aspect gets brought up enough.、Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If you read some of the things that Frederick Douglass wrote regarding、uh, the Christianity that a lot of、uh, white slaveholders practice. And how he actually like railed against it. Not mean in a gracious way, obviously, but like he gave them the business. Like he said, like the God that I know and the God that you know appear to be two completely different people. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he he challenged a lot of, of the theology of like you know a lot of white people back then who were claiming you know to to know Christ intimately, and yet、yeah. you know the the same Holy Ghost that inspired you know their you know deep theology somehow or another did knock on their heart and say you can't own people. You know、okay. what I'm saying?、Mm-hmm. Um, Cammy's got her hand raised. Oh, go ahead, Cammy. I'm sorry. Um, two things. First one is, you know, they're probably in heaven looking down on us. Like, dang, y'all still ain't changed, man. It's been about 200 years. <laughs> ain't nothing. It's the same thing. Like, you could be more right than you know. Yeah. And then, in class, when you're talking about slavery and stuff, there's a lot of people staring at. Especially when you're black. Facts.、Mm. Facts. That's a good point. They're all just staring at you, and then there's always that one person. Like, hold on, can you pause it? I'm so sorry for what our ancestors did to you, and I'm like, <sighs> I mean, okay. Yeah, I, you appreciate it, but then it's like, okay, yeah, let's. Like it's it like the whole thing.、Uh, Candy is bringing up all kind of good points, cause. <laughs> But like the whole thing where there's like just kind of changes, but like in name only,、mm-hmm. where it's 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 the quick apology and it's hey we're good now, right? You know it's and it's the whole thing where like you even saw it like you know 2019, 2020 where they're doing like superficial stuff like taking Aunt Jemima <laughs> syrup off the shelves. I'm like yeah, like performative, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like performative stuff,、mm-hmm. and it's just like okay. I, 
I appreciate the gesture, but I mean, again, you haven't really delved into like the, the, the deeper things. And, you know, like going back to like, you know, key figures that are kind of paraded up um, when it comes to black history, like MLK, it's the most obvious example. Um, he's widely known for being peaceful, you know, the nonviolence thing, yeah. which, which was great and well and good. But MLK called people out. He, yeah. he was very vocal about, um, you know, not so much the, the overt racist, but like he got into a lot of trouble in particular when he started kind of delving into the arena of uh, calling out like moderates, you know, people that were not really involved, kind of sitting on the, you know, the, the bench and not really doing a whole lot, you know, kind of voicing their, voicing their disapproval, but at the same time, not really you know, getting involved. I think it's, I think the proper term is a silent majority. Gotcha. Yeah, he, he really, really delved into that. And I think that really cost him a lot of approval, you know, towards the tail end of his life. And it, I think ultimately it led to his assassination because, you know, he kind of fell out of favor with a lot of people that, you know, had marshaled him before when he started saying, uh, by the way, y'all need to do better too. <laughs> um, so just key figures like that that are, are so emphasized in Black History Month and yet we don't delve into, you know, some of the others, uh, the Fannie Lou Hamers, um, the Medgar Evers. Uh, there, there's a bunch of other, like, key... Um, I even think of a, a, a man by the name of Charles Octavius Booth, who was a former slave, and there's a book that he has called uh, Plain Theology for Plain People. Wow. This dude was a slave writing a systematic theology book and like I don't I don't see the book anywhere in seminaries like I mean if anything I came across it uh, from Jay Will and a few others who you know had actually come across it themselves from uh, I don't know an anonymous source it seemed like but it, it's not one of those things that's actually emphasizing but that's a rich part of black history that is kind of undersold because it's not the simple fit the narrative type thing and right. kind of you know pigeonhole uh, the, the, the whole understanding of it in this one spot it, it kind of broadens it and brings uh, nuance and clarity and it really kind of holds the mirror up to us even more. Um, uh, I, Rachel, Ruth, I hope that gave y'all time. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. I can piggyback. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, like, I like how you brought up both, like, there's, on the one hand, the tendency to kind of hit the big events and not yeah. go into mm-hmm. the specifics. Um but, and then there's also kind of the tendency to try to choose what specifics you do include to Ooh, make yeah, the narrative that mm-hmm. you want to tell with it. That's a good point. Um, and I can, you know, I can definitely see that um, in my lessons, especially coming from a homeschool background, mm-hmm. because then my parents were totally in control mm-hmm. of the curriculum and what yeah. we were learning. So it was very much from that their viewpoint um for any other homeschoolers out there i'm just gonna throw out a becca you'll know what i'm talking about (laughs) yeah christian schools too yes yes yeah Yeah. yeah. that's a good that's a good point yeah Yeah, curriculum by bob jones university if that will tell you anything (laughs) yes oh my yeah Yeah. that That makes a lot of sense that is telling i wish we could see ruth's facial expression when she said (laughs) well yeah. Wow. I went through some Becca books myself. Yeah. Oh my. It makes so much sense now. Mm. It does. That that mm-hmm. explains we'll a whole lot. We'll talk about this afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have yeah. a whole talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, like, I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't like, it's not to the extent of like people that like deny that the Holocaust happened. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they covered the historical events of like transatlantic slave trade and mm-hmm. yeah. segregation and, you know, and Jim Crow. But, you know, it was definitely that kind of narrative of 
you know, for one thing, these are the big events, but yeah. we're not going to go into specifics exactly. like the Tulsa race massacre yeah. that yeah. Natasha Morrison yeah. brought yeah. up yeah. in the book. We're not going to go into those ugly details. Exactly. Um, and also, like, you know, the narrative is you know, kind of you mentioned this last in the last podcast, Lena. Like, you know, you have the big things of yeah. you know leading up to the civil rights movement. You know, you have you know emancipation mm. after slavery, and then you know Jim Crow and segregation, mm-hmm. and then the civil rights movement, and mm-hmm. then you know and MLK, and then yeah. that's it. Everything's yeah, great after, now. Right. That's <laughs> that's all we needed to do. Yeah, yeah. And um, we had a black president, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 everything's good. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all great. Yeah, yeah. So there is definitely that that mm-hmm. narrative too so kind of both that sweeping and glossing over not giving details but also you know in the glossing over that's given it's also not not the whole story Um, and you know like you you were talking about you know Frederick Douglass and MLK and you know sides of them that aren't mentioned too and yeah for sure in in my homeschool yeah. <laughs> curriculum you you would not have been yeah you yeah. would have you would have heard that frederick douglas was a christian but you would not have heard about him calling out yeah. other christians exactly. about that yeah. Um, yeah in the day-to-day and it's kind of a side note but i was thinking about too when you were talking about mlk and um how you know it's pretty much widely accepted you know today even from people that are somewhat defensive about you know the race conversation in general that Mm -hmm. he you know was a good figure that he accomplished really great things that the the civil rights movement was was necessary there's just a lot of disagreement about you know current events and whether that was enough and whether we're Mm -hmm. still dealing with that but um it's interesting to kind of think back and you know i think there's things on social media that have kind of touched on this but if you look at like the actual details of how of the protests that Martin Luther King led, like sit-ins and, Mm -hmm. you know, all those kinds of things. Like, we don't usually hear about that either. And, like, you know, you think about today how much of a problem people have had with Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national Mm -hmm. anthem. And um, people, you know, Black Lives Matter blocking roads. Those are the same kinds of things that they were doing in the civil rights movement. (laughs) And, you know, we're... We're over here saying that was great, but today it's not because we have to deal with it yeah. today, mm-hmm. um, and so we ironic. don't want to. You yeah. know, I think it's really challenging to, especially as a white person, to look back and say, if I'd lived in the 1950s, 60s, yeah, you know, with the attitude that I have right now, what would I have been one of the people, mm. you know, fighting against the civil rights movement, or that's real, or would I, you know, have been a person out there actually standing up? for what's true Mm. that's real wow and we like to think that we're David and not Goliath that's it that's it that Disney princess call that yeah yeah Yeah. that's it man wow and I know something to think about too is the 60s were really not that long ago exactly most of my patients were born in the 60s Mm -hmm. that's a good point if not earlier yeah many earlier you know and I think the legacy lives on um you know it does especially here in the south it's much more overt down here mm-hmm. um it's up north too it's a little more in your face sometimes down here mm-hmm. um and i think about you know what would it take to have healing you know and it's not 
let's give a month. Yeah. In February. Yeah. 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 And right. let's make May Asian American Pacific right. Islander yeah, month. Yeah. 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 Is yeah. it in May? I don't even remember. To be really <laughs> honest with you. Yeah. We never celebrated actually yeah. in school. <laughs> um, but is that what it takes to have healing? You mm. know. To say some niceties and mm-hmm. to all deny that we're racist and Ooh, that's a good point and kind of just pretend like we're in 2021 and nothing yeah. like this happens mm-hmm. and the answer is no yeah like i know we read through amos you know and we studied amos through you know our service and god is very explicit when his people have wronged him yeah like yes, god does not pull punches no, he does not he's not like oh well you did some bad things mm-hmm. and he does not speak in generality yeah right like right. he is like a b, b c yeah. d yeah. exactly these are all the ways that you have yeah. really screwed up mm-hmm. yeah yeah really majorly yeah. against people and against me mm-hmm. and against the poor and yeah. Spanish. Mm-hmm. like and so I sometimes think that like our country really loves to just pretend like nothing mm-hmm. has happened. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. easier that way. It's, yeah. it's the whole American exceptionalism yeah. thing, right? Like, you know, a lot of the conflicts that we get into, you know, um, and I don't want to go too far down this rabbit trail, but like a lot of the conflicts and stuff that we get into, we're always on the right side. Oh, yeah. uh, our interests are, are good and moral, despite the fact that factually, when you look back, a lot of the things that you know we were actually fighting for are questionable at best um and so it it, it does take an honest evaluation like a real real hard-nosed look at yourself and like you know your upbringing and your background and that kind of stuff and i feel like that's why this conversation has to be gospel centered Mm because as you said ruth like god does not pull punches Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing it's a good thing that you know god is loving enough and willing to hit me between the eyes and say listen (laughs) you 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 need to get yourself together and i'm not going to let you just skirt past this um if you really get into my word i'm going to dig out in you the parts of you that you don't want to look at and i'm going to lay them on the table and then i'm going to give you grace to acknowledge it and repent and be restored i mean you know i, I heard tabidi uh, to said that you know reconciliation is not just uh apologizing for the offense mm-hmm. um it's it's actually working to basically repair yeah. the the offended party it, mm-hmm. it's 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 more than just you know the the niceties as you pointed out and celebrating and you know hey let's give you a designated day to just say nice things about you and this and that and it's more than that. It, it, it's it's actively working to say, you know what? Um, I was complicit in this. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. How can I make this right? Just coming alongside and just you know, showing the love of God, the grace of God. I mean, I mean, there's, there's this grace and there's truth. I mean, and the, the two are not mutually exclusive. You know, God is the epitome of both. Oh, and I yeah. mean, we see that demonstrated throughout Scripture, throughout the, the death of Jesus, Him coming to redeem us to to the Father. I mean. It's, it's, it's all, I love the point you made, made earlier, Ruth, about the fact that it's all connected. Like, yes. you know, you want to know about the character of God. Books like this actually do <laughs> talk yes. about the character of God. And let me look at Cammie because she's had her hand up for a second. So huh? go ahead, Cammie. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So. You lost your train of thought? No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Okay. So there's this thing, right? Mm-hmm. There's this thing. It's like two black parents adopt a girl a white a white, white little girl and they beat her to death and the thingy it was a real thing oh wow 
And the thing he was like, it's always Black Lives Matter. It's never White Lives Matter. Wow. And I was like, okay, but like, that's not what it means. Right. It means, it doesn't mean Black Lives just matter. It yeah. Means don't forget about Black Lives. Yeah. They matter. Accurate. <laughs> And so the all lives matter thing. I mean, all lives do matter. Sure. But yeah, if 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 there is a if there is a specific group of lives that have not mattered to the same degree that others have, then you have a problem. Um, I mean, and I, I've heard this said all the time. And like, anytime people want kind of clarification on like you know the Black Lives Matter movement, because as a Christian, I obviously don't agree with all of the things that the organization stands for. Mm-hmm. And I. I hate that I have to make that clear to right. people yeah. because it's it's not the organization that I'm supporting. It's the it's sentiment. The, yeah. it's, it's the statement that mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. And if you mm-hmm. want to look at it from a mm-hmm. uh, more complete perspective, add the word two to the end. You know, Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter too, mm-hmm. if, if that helps you in some way. But yeah, Cammie, you brought up a really good point. Uh, and I hate when people are like, um, I'm not racist because I have a black friend. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, mm. that does not That's, mean anything. It doesn't. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I mean, because you know, friendships are great, but you know, we can still all harbor biases and prejudices, even with friendships with uh, people of other ethnicities. Man, it's it's just reality. So absolutely, I um, I like uh what you mentioned, Rachel, in reference to some of the things that we currently still see happening. Um, and then Ruth mentioned, you know. 60s weren't that long ago you know you still have patients (laughs) that you know were born even before then and so as we're looking um right now at some of the current events that have happened of course we all know about uh, what happened a few weeks ago at the capitol um and as we watch social media we see different things occurring and then reading the book and still seeing those things occur like is there anything that specifically from from the book that kind of brings you back when you're seeing those things happen? Um, like, for instance, that the incidents that happened at the Capitol. Are there any parts of um, Latasha Morrison's "Be the Bridge" that really resonated? And when you start thinking about those things that happen, it's like it goes brings you back immediately to sanity to the book yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) kind of helps kind of helps you cope yeah kind of helps you cope like you know reconciliation you know can can happen if Mm. it's happening um in spite of what we we see see. and you know different things that we experience good question babe Hmm. i would say um I don't, want to, I don't want to start before anybody else has any ideas. You can go ahead. I'm still. <laughs> it's percolating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think, um, <laughs> I think uh, the part about, it, it's comforting and, and disconcerting at the same time when Natasha brings up that there are still people that, you know, are in denial yeah. of, you know, the reality of racism and, and, and it, you know, injustice is the whole going on. Um, but the... I think, believe it or not, like seeing what happened at the Capitol, the part about lament actually uh, gives me some sense of hope. Um, and I know that sounds like, you know, counterintuitive, but the fact that I can look at what happened at the Capitol and, and you know, the people who were putting up all this Jesus paraphernalia and, you know, saying that they were acting in the name of God or whatever. Yeah. The fact that I can look at that, discern it for what it is, not 
totally distance myself from it as if it doesn't affect the Christian witness as a whole. The fact that I, I, I can do that, you know, and, and think clearly enough to do that, I think is a, it's a gift from God. Because there are a lot of people who are just not there. A lot of people are in denial of it, even still, oh, yeah. you know, are, are trying to justify some of the actions that took place. Right. And yeah. I mean, even in the church, it's, it's crazy. But yeah. uh, I, I see the ability to lament as a gift from God. Because it, the fact that I can lament what is lamentable, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, as the Bible says, you know, calling good evil and calling evil good, the fact that I can actually discern and say, you know what, this is worldly of lament, I think it is a gift from God. And it does give me hope because uh, I'm not the only one. You know, there are people who actually look at this and have the perspective that, hey, this is worth us lamenting over. This is not a win. <laughs> this is not mm-hmm. something to deny. This is not something to just kind of um, gloss over and skirt over or whatever. But yeah, it's worth lamenting. And I, I feel like in a strange way, that does give me some hope. I don't know if that made any sense. but <laughs> Yeah, it does. It does make a lot yeah. of sense. A whole range of emotions come up for me when, you know, a, a new event yeah. happens that, you know, relates to the, the racial justice conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I feel like there's... The book is helpful, kind of like you said, in like bringing me back to Sandy and like yeah. kind of helping me see both sides of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, not politically, but like in the fact of like, I feel like with some of the processing that I've done sometimes and like things that I see on social media with people whose views are like all the way, mm-hmm. you know, to that side, like it's easy for me to like kind of take like the. I'm the, the woke white person yeah. approach now and be like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like when the Capitol happened, it was, you know, really tempting to not like point, you know, yeah. out to people yeah. like, you know, how many months ago with when Black Lives Matter protests yep. were going yep. on, were you yep. saying, you know, yeah. Yeah. when we protest, you know, people don't get hurt, things don't get burned. Mm-hmm. And we have videos of, you know, yeah. the Capitol building, like, yeah windows being smashed exactly. and you know yeah. even more details of things that oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. happened that have come out since it's disturbing since then yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's disturbing really disturbing mm-hmm. um and yeah like and i don't think it's it's wrong to point that out because there's absolute hypocrisy there that needs no to doubt. be like yeah. pointed out and no acknowledged mm-hmm. but i have to be really careful not to just do that and yeah. be like, well, I'm woke. I know better now. Mm-hmm. I don't have to look at myself. Exactly. I'm just going to point out where, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. you're being a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. Now I'm, I'm on the good side. I know exactly. everything. Um, but you know, I have to to be really careful too, and you know, look at myself. Um, you know, like we've talked a lot about. Yeah. Um, and kind of you know say well. You know, like I like how we talked about last time, like and specifically with the Capitol incident, like how we as Christians should be apologizing for that, even yeah. though we weren't yeah. personally part of it. And I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah. like that—that that was not my first response. When right. <laughs> yeah. I heard about what happened in the Capitol. It, yeah. was, it was pointing the finger at oh, everybody yeah, else that I think, yeah. think is worse than than me. And you came up with the hashtag, right? Hashtag not me too. Yeah. 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 yeah I was pretty proud of that. One. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get that going, man. <laughs> I feel like there's something there. Yeah. 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 Th- these, this has been really, really awesome. So I think the important question um, that we can answer, you know, the book 
um, Be the Bridge calls us to acknowledge and lament. Um, and as we seek to do this, uh, what we really have to be willing to do is confront um, our guilt and our shame of our collective past. And that was one of the things that Latasha pointed out um, in the book. That's mm-hmm. pages 66 through 67, if anybody's reading it. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. um, Getting all specific. You know, as, as <laughs> <laughs> stop it. You're, you're throwing sorry. me off I'm my sorry. game. I'm sorry, my bad. But yeah, so that's one of the things that the book really challenges us to do. It kind of really challenges us to look at ourselves and confront that guilt and that shame. We talked about some of the things that we experienced in our childhood, Mm -hmm. um, some of our relatives and things like that. Um, And the book kind of really forces us to look at, look at ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So just kind of thinking like, what are some things in your past or maybe even in your present that bring that shame and guilt as it relates to racial reconciliation? Um, and I know for me, um, some things that I'm kind of shamed about is that I find it hard sometimes to have that conversation and to confront others. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, when I hear certain comments, certain things that are said and it's like, do I really want to have this conversation? Yeah. You know? Um, and it, I think sometimes it depends on who the person is, too. If it's someone that, you know, I kind of feel like I have a relationship with, um, I might not want to talk to them because I don't want to ruin that relationship. Yeah. And then if it's someone that I really don't know or don't, so to speak, like, <laughs> it's like I'm ready to, like, jump on them like, hey, what you said was wrong. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. So, um, I think... You know, that's something that I'm, I'm having to confront, like, regardless of who it is, you know, just to be willing to have that conversation and mm-hmm. say, hey, you know what, that's that's wrong. Or have you really thought about this? Have you thought about, you know, how that impacts, you know, other people? Yeah. yeah. Um, th- that's something that I kind of struggle with. And the book really convicted me in that aspect. And then just, you know, really dealing with um, my own prejudice you know um stereotypes um mm. is is a big one i think we talked about again you brought up about you know when you riding down the street mm-hmm. and you see someone yeah and you know yeah. you lock the door yeah. or, or you, you know sometimes if i'm and, running yeah. and i see someone and i'm like oh this person might attack me or that mm-hmm. you know um so yeah i, th- I think it it just really it's convicting me and it's really bringing those things to the surface. Yeah. 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 I think for me, um, I guess one of the things that I, I can feel some sense of shame for is, uh, not, not really being all that concerned about the conversation. Um, you know, I, I grew up in the black church. I, I feel like reconciliation was always kind of in the back of my mind, but it was never really something that I was willing to actively engage in I just yeah. thought you know what you know I, I can just serve God in this side of the you know the spectrum and just you know it is what it is you know we'll all make it to heaven eventually you know I mean hey you know I know it's gonna be white brothers and sisters up there and I, I don't really have to do the work on my end to build yeah. relationships or, or actively engage and 
So I, I, I think if there's one thing I'm ashamed of, it's probably my indifference in a lot of ways, um, which is ironic because one of the things that I'm, I'm actively combating is indifference from, <laughs> from white people, just right. thinking that the conversation isn't necessary. Right. So yeah, that, that's probably something I'm ashamed of and I lament that I, I, wasn't, I wasn't active sooner. Like, not saying that, you know, I'm some just stalwart, you know, get it done type thing and I could have, you know, impacted such. But, like, whatever small parts I could have done, you know, early on in my life, I'm like, why didn't I do it? You know, that's one thing I'm kind of ashamed of and lament in a lot of ways. Wow. Yeah, I definitely, I feel you on that one. Mm -hmm. Like, I I feel like that's one of the big things that comes up for me and kind of thinking about, um, what I feel shame and guilt about is just not being aware of it until yeah. now. Like the fact yeah. that it takes videos, like yeah. you know, the killing of George Floyd, for mm. you know yeah. people to wake up, and sometimes not even then. Like mm-hmm. that's true. Um, that's true. Yeah. Like I, you know, on the one hand, it's easy to like hide behind. Yeah, my family upbringing, I wasn't like taught that, and I was shaped to think this, and that's that's true. But at the same time, like. Holy Spirit can convict right. through that, right. um, and I've, you know, there's definitely been times with, you know, past instances of, you know, police brutality, you know, before last summer that, oh yeah, you know, I've, you know, I'd kind of thought about it, but I was just like, oh, I, I, I don't know who to believe about that, so I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, just not gonna acknowledge it. I'm not gonna decide what I think, yeah, because yeah. I don't have to. Mm. Um, That's real, and you know, so I definitely, you know, on one hand, feel. You know that shame and guilt of not, not waking up sooner, not seeing, yeah. seeing it, and um, you know not acknowledging that. Um, you know, I think, you know, I also, you know, feel you know, some shame and guilt just about, I guess, like what I don't know, like mm. you know, awareness of, like, I guess, almost like not knowing what I don't know. Like I feel like from. Mm. Um, you know, growing up in very white spaces and just, you know, not yeah. really having the chance to develop relationships with yeah. um, people of other races, particularly, you know, black people, mm-hmm. um, you know, particularly in the church because the church yeah. is so segregated. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Still that's to a, yeah. To this that's day. a whole nother, that's Yeah, a whole that's a whole other episode. Podcast part three, right? Yeah. <laughs> to this day, yeah. it's, it's still the most segregated arena in America, sadly. Yeah. Uh-huh. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and Wayne, when you're sharing about, you know, your feelings when you see the black person walking down the street or when you think, you know, ideas about dreads and what they mean, I mean, that's something that I feel guilty about is those are thoughts I've had. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah. yeah, me too. That's real. Mm -hmm. And... You know. That was when I can hashtag me too. Mm. <laughs> right. This one's not. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And true that. True that. <laughs> and I think part of this is just confessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. I have those feelings, and you know, I'd like to think that they weren't. They're not as frequent as when I was 18. You know. Yeah. I hope I've grown, but they do come up, and yeah. sometimes it's something that. It's it pops up and it's like oh my oh my gosh yeah and then I'm like God forgive me mm-hmm. yeah like right. That's I it. don't know like I don't want to think like this yeah mm-hmm. 
but here it comes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think just not denying that exactly. it's there. Like, not like, oh, I'm brushing it off or I'm going to give into it or I'm just mm-hmm. going to like take it and run with it and like have all kinds of like untrue yeah. thoughts, but also just like taking that thought captive and being like, okay, God, like what is the truth here and how can I repent? as I do that and I also think about something that I've done that I have you know felt really guilty about and I've talked to the person who um, we had this conversation is like using stereotypes about Asian Americans as weapons against black people oh, wow. mm-hmm. Interesting. and what yeah. I mean by that is you think of the model minority yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. so it's basically Asians are smart and mm-hmm. educated and look at them making it in yeah. like the white collar world, you mm-hmm. know, and all that. So on, on the one hand, it is harmful to Asian Americans. Like we're not just one monolithic. Group. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Like, and I think it over, like it overlooks the struggles that we've gone through. Yeah, good, yeah. Point. Um, good point. But also at the same time, this is something I've been guilty of is you know taking that myth and saying well look at how my parents pulled themselves up by their bootstraps Mm -hmm. why can't black people do the same thing Mm -hmm. you know it's real and so i think for me i remember having that conversation with a friend um when i was in college and then i don't i we were good friends and then I kind of like didn't think about it. And then last year, wow. when I was, you know, everything was happening and obviously thinking about Asian Americans and how how do we show allyship mm. with mm-hmm. black people? Yeah. That mm-hmm. conversation came to mind. I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I believed that. Yeah. And it's like, and then thinking through like, why did I believe that? Like, mm-hmm. what am I ignoring that allows me to believe that? And just realizing, wow, that means I've completely overlooked history. Mm-hmm. Like, I've overlooked the history of how black people came to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Centuries ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so kind of realizing that and then going back to my friend, we're still friends, like I was in her wedding and ap- oh, like awesome. years yeah. ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. but apologizing and saying, mm-hmm. hey, I don't know if you remember we had this conversation um, so that was wrong of me yeah. and I'm sorry about that but yeah I think just I don't know acknowledging the guilt and shame and trying to repair and heal yeah um, mm-hmm. in, yeah. in the way that we know how mm-hmm. and just saying hey that was my fault yeah yeah that and that really answered the question that I was just gonna you know kind of conclude with is is what do we do next you know we've read the book we've had the conversations we've shared our experiences with each other um how do we um as the light of the world as the salt of the earth how do we make sure that we're doing our parts um in you know actually the challenge that Latasha Morrison gave each of us, you know, when it comes to racial reconciliation, how do we have those conversations? You know, how do we make sure that we're continuing to be that bridge? Um, you know, so what do we do next? And I think you, you, you partly answered that question, you know, Ruth, you 
reached out to your friend and yeah. said, hey, you know what, this is something that I realized that I said that was that I was wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm realizing now that, you know, that was error on my part. Yeah. And I'm asking yeah. you, you know, please forgive me, you know, for what that for what I've said. And I think that's a big part of it. It is. It's really um, looking at ourselves um, before we start looking at other people and we start correcting them and saying, hey, this is what you can do. Um, yeah. But I, I love that. Um, the fact that, you know, the book challenges each of us to kind of look at ourselves and look at our own issues, um, isms and schisms that we have. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what do what what do we do next? You know, well, I feel like, you know, like like you said, Ruth, um, just confessing sin, being open and honest about it, acknowledging it, doing what we can to repair and heal. And I, I know. As much as we would like to give, you know, like a, a bulleted outline, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, of how to stop these kind of things, and just you know, we want to be the ones to give the answers. Yeah. No, no, it's no. a self-reflection. It's, it's not that simple. It's a self-reflection yeah. thing, and I mean, just continuing the conversation, I think, is really important. Um, because the moment you think you've arrived, you haven't really arrived. You've just stopped. Um, so just just continuing the conversation, continuing to confess, continuing to acknowledge, continuing to lament. Yes. Um, just continuing to do that, I think, is the way really that we ultimately pursue it and and get there. Um, we, we just can't stop. <laughs> that, that's that's it. I mean, I think Latasha yeah. even encourages, like, don't let this book be the end of the conversation. Like, right. you know, push further in, read other authors, you know, uh, talk to more people. I mean, yeah. just just kind of continue. And the more you do it, I mean, you know, God, at the, at the end of the day, too, I think it's encouraging, too, that um, we can yeah. rest in the fact that ultimately it is God's work. Yes. And so we can play whatever part that he gives us to do. Granted, we're, we're always we're always looking to do more. But, you know, at the same time, it can be exhausting and it can get to the point to where we feel like, oh, I've done all I can and people are still not listening and this and that and. You know, or Rachel, like you said, you know, I'm scared of what I don't know. I wish I knew more, that kind of thing. Um, but knowing that God is actually doing the work can counter the fear and anxiety that we feel. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a big part of it, too. You know, it's do, doing what we can, continuing the conversation, but also resting in the fact that this is a gospel work. Yeah. So, Cammie, what, what do you think we can do um, after reading this book? What do you think, think we can do next? That this is gonna be good. <laughs> you should share it. So the dumber racist people okay. can learn more about this kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. Alright. I mean, yeah, yeah. And everybody also that wouldn't consider themselves yeah. dumb and racist can also benefit from the book. Would yes. you agree? Okay, good. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, we're forever learning and growing. Yes. And she will probably look back in a few years and say, I probably shouldn't have used that word. Right. <laughs> Preferably. Yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. if we're doing our job as parents, there right? There we go, there we go. There yeah, we go. but this has been really, really awesome. I'm just grateful um, just for yeah. Ruth and for Rachel. Yeah, shout out just, to um, Andrew and Tyler and uh, Laquita too. They couldn't make absolutely. it on this time. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't know if we want to do a part three because Ruth is leaving soon yeah. and it's going to be so 
Yes. I give you permission. You give me permission. Yeah. I it freely. <laughs> yes. We miss Andrew and Tyler and Koita. Yeah, we gotta get it. We gotta get the U.S. as definitely. well. We definitely. do. Yeah, so. but it's it's been really really awesome, and hopefully we can continue this conversation. But our challenge to you guys is to pick up the book. Yes. Uh, Be the bridge. You can get it um, off Amazon. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if they have it in local bookstores, but probably so. Probably so. Um, it's a really popular book. Um, yeah. I think a few people have started their own um, be the bridge group yeah a lot of people have it's, it's just it's, really awesome yeah, it's taking off phenomenal yeah definitely. um but yeah so ruth is leaving us and we are definitely going to miss her but um Same. this this has been such um i don't know it's just it's just been a really really awesome i hate to keep using the word emotional but i, I kind of get emotional just you know having the conversation so i think it's just befitting that we um, conclude this episode with a prayer and yeah. since uh, Ruth is um, leaving us we're sending her out so I am going to ask Ruth if you can please close this episode out with a prayer for racial reconciliation yeah, sure. God I just thank you that you are um, a God of justice um, I thank you that you have created us in your image, that you have created us to be relational um, in relationship with each other and in relationship with you, and that you want to restore. Like, you offer us salvation and you want to make things new. Um, and we just, we can't do that on our own. Um, and we just we look to you um, we ask that you would just give us eyes to see our own hearts because yeah. sometimes that's the hardest thing is just to see ourselves um, and to be honest with ourselves God would you shine that light in each of us um, would you let us to see the ways that we need to change yes um, would you um, move us as a country yeah. towards change? Mm. Um, God, I just, I ask that just in every, every like level of this country from the top all the way to the bottom, mm. God, that you would bring this healing, this restoration, um, that you would write injustice, God, um, mm. that you would like break down systems that are broken god that we can kind of try to imitate what it would look like in heaven just like a little bit mm. um, um we ask that your kingdom would come in that way that we would be a part of it that we would just be obedient to where you would lead us um, whether it's in conversations with people whether it's calling people out, whatever that looks like. But I ask that your church would rise up, God. I pray that you would you would call your people to justice. And I ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, you guys. We're signing off. Signing off, y'all. Can I add like one more? Yes. Sure. <laughs> yes. Please, please right. yeah. do. Just as far as like the what we do next question. Yes. The one white person in the room, I like feel the, the <laughs> yes. need to address my fellow white <laughs> Christians. Um, Go ahead, sis. I think 
it's helpful, you know, we, we talked a lot about reading the book, but I think to even be like ready to hear the book and read, you, you know, you have to be ready to listen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's absolutely the first mm. place yeah. to listen. start is just to listen. Like, I feel like, you know, a lot of verses from the book of James, you know, kept coming up yeah. over the summer for yeah. me. And part of that was probably because I was doing Bible study with my small group at the time on James. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, um, you know, I feel like a lot of it was really applicable, like, like be quick to listen, slow, yeah, to, slow speak. to speak. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, came up a lot. And, you know, also the ending of that verse that we tend to, to leave off a lot, that the, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Like, mm. that's something... Um, I yeah. had to think about it a lot because there was so much anger on yeah. all sides yeah. Yeah. So in this conversation. So true. Um, and there, there can be anger that's that's justified um, when we're reflecting, you know, injustice that that God's angry about. But mm-hmm. it's you know, it's His righteousness, His yeah. His mm-hmm. anger at the injustice that that brings about change, not not our, ours. Yeah, our that's anger. Good. That's good. Um, I think that's a really important thing to to kind of focus on. So yeah, I encourage just listening humility yes. you know and latasha talks about that in some of the opening chapters of the yeah. book mm-hmm. just coming with mm-hmm. that posture of humility and you know when you know anything you know in the book that you encounter and you feel that you know urge to to be defensive just being willing to like step back for a minute and just you know consider if that if there's truth to that and yeah. if it you know it lines up with scripture um, wow and just consider that we're absolutely called as Christians to reconciliation like I love that in the book she uses very scriptural terms yeah. lament yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know confession yep. um, reconciliation those are all things we see throughout scripture, scripture. and they're yeah. absolutely things that need to be part of this conversation um, we're called to be ministers of reconciliation yes. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. and you know that you know ultimately that's reconciling people to God but we have to model that in being reconciled to each other across, you know, racial mm-hmm. divides yeah. in yeah. our country. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm so glad that you did not leave with that, but yeah. you left it here. Yeah. That's awesome. And at, this yes. time, at this time, we went out past uh, the collection plate to <laughs> offer for that, that good word right there. Oh, my gosh. You're so silly. Thank you, sis. That, that's fitting in. For yes. Sure. Sure. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. This has been great. Yes. And now we're signing now we're off. We're signing off. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Marriage at Golgotha. We really appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. This is always phenomenal. It's always wonderful. Mm-hmm. Always fun. Yes. Always fun. So, babe, tell them where they can check us out. Well, for starters, you can go to our site. The site is marriageatgolgotha.com. M-A-R-R-I-A-G-E-A-T-G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A dot com. That's probably the easiest way to listen. We have our podcast episodes page set up with a playlist, and you can go down the episodes however you want, listen in to each episode there. We're also set up on iTunes for our Apple users. For our Android users, we will not hold that against you. We are on Google Podcasts, and uh, for anybody, you can check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public. There are a few other casting platforms that we're on as well. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Follow us there. Like our Facebook page. On Instagram, our handle is M at G, that's M A T G underscore podcast. 
you have a lot of ways to get to us. We want to get it out there, not because we're looking to be famous, but because we really believe God's given us something to say, and we really just like the conversations. That's right. So please remember to keep it real, keep it live. Keep Christ in your marriage. A to the man. Hate us with no hesitation. I'll take the reparation. I'm here for that. And tell all the rappers with the pippin' pippin' murder, sell drugs and their music. I ain't feeling that. Woo! I just do it for the love. I do it for the love. I do it. I do it for the nerds and the thugs, those overcoming drugs. I'm here for that. Huh. Give the children a little purpose. Tell the politicians they serve us. Make them nervous. I know they hurt us. Tell them we came here for the turn up. Uh, love over hate. Love over hate.